welcome you to Liberty Christian Church International, where our church motto states, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. If there's anything that we can do to create a better worship experience for you, reach out to us at www.lccimd.org. We'd love to hear from you. And again, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for joining the Liberty Christian Church International broadcast. I am elated that you took time out of your busy schedule to join us this morning. Listen, I want you to connect with us by going to lccimd.org. God has got some great and powerful things and mighty things that he's doing in this season, and we would love for you to grow and connect with us. God bless you again. This is our call to worship. I'm thanking God for what he's about to do in your life. I'm prophesying good days are ahead of you. I'm prophesying that the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and add no sorrow has got your name on it. I'm thanking God that something that's about to come into your life is the exceeding, the abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that works in us. I want to pray today. My name again is Pastor Johnson and I'm welcoming you in. Father, I thank you. I bless you. I magnify you. I acknowledge you that you direct us today. We lean in to hear what it is you have to say. We lean in to worship a little bit stronger. We lean in to praise just a little bit stronger. And so, Father, I'm declaring and decreeing the blessing of the Lord 
I'm declaring and decreeing that somebody's life is going to change today, that by the end of this service, somebody will be giving their life over to you in Jesus' name. Father, release your anointing, the yoke destroying, burden removing power that causes change, that causes revolution, that causes uh, revelation, insight, and information by the power of your divine spirit. Father, I thank you that today you are releasing healing, that you are releasing grace to change and do mighty exploits, that you're releasing uh, even an enlargement of territories in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, today. Hallelujah, that there's no grace in our lives. I praise you, Lord God, that we will not be lukewarm, but that we press in to be strengthened in the inner man. Thank you, Lord God, to know you in the power of your resurrection and in the fellowship of your sufferings. Today, let it be a day of deliverance. Let it be a day of breakthrough. Let it be a day of an encounter with you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that all those logged in, tuned in, and checked in will leave and turn this off with a sense of understanding, with a, a greater sense of wisdom and a greater sense, oh God, of who you are and what you are to them. I, Father, I thank you for a personal testimony. Thank you, Lord God, for saving somebody's soul. I thank you, Lord God, for giving somebody the answers to prayer, for giving somebody the change that they need in this moment. You are the Lord our God. Hallelujah. You are the providential God. And I thank you that you're causing somebody to prosper in the pandemic, cause us to be fed in the famine. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord God, that all things are working for our good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. According to those who love the Lord, I bless you, Lord God, because we can run into that place of safety. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous can run into that place and be safe. We turn our problems, our cares, everything that we're going through over to you. We cast it on the altar because you care for us. For your yoke is easy and your burdens are light. And so, Father, we lift up glory unto your name. And as we lift up glory, you release your glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, today that we will leave this place empowered, refreshed, and revived in Jesus' name. Now, Father, as we move to the next phase of service, get the glory out of it. Have your way in every aspect of ministry today in the name of Jesus. Bless Pastor Thomas. Bless our praise and worship leader. And I praise you, Lord God, that you will receive our praise. You've heard our prayer today. We Hallelujah. Let it be done so in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Listen, I'm so glad again that you joined us. Stay tuned for more ministry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my hallelujah. 
Let's go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise on this morning. Hallelujah. The Bible declares, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. And as we go into worship, as we get ready to get into the portion of service where we're hearing from God and we're embracing his word and embracing who he is in our lives. As we get to this place where we're declaring his word. There's a mindset that in the midst and in the atmosphere of everything that's going on. For some that might be good, for some that might be bad, for some that might be indifferent. But right now is an opportunity for you to, to draw closer to the master. To draw closer to him, to, to be in his presence, to see what he has to say for your life. And because he is God, because he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you, because he said he'll never leave your seed begging bread, it's time for us to offer back to him a total sacrifice, a total praise, a total worship offering. Time to be in amazement of who he is. And just what he's brought you through. Some of you on this Sunday might be looking around saying, God, how did I get here? God, I wasn't worthy enough for all of this. God, I wasn't worthy enough to receive from you. But yet and still you, you bless me. For some of you, you might be looking around saying, God. How do I get out of here? I've been broken for so long. God, how do I get out of here? I've faked it for so long, but God, I need a way out. God, I need a way of deliverance. And God said, I came to meet you in this place today. So as we open up with prayer on today, I need you to know that you're not here with liberty by happenstance, you're not here. You didn't tune into this, this worship's experience just because it popped up on your timeline. But God has a word for you. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, right now, we, we adore you. We worship you. We magnify your name, oh God. For your word says your, your name is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. So God, we honor you. We bless your holy name. We magnify your name on today, oh God. So God, have your way with our lives today. Have your way with your word today. Do the miraculous. God, we... We love you, we adore you, we magnify your name. And wherever we are in our life, we know that you're Jehovah Jireh, our provider. But we also know that you're Jehovah Shalom, our God of peace. So God, on this day, be our peace. The peace that surpasses understanding. Be our joy, be our hope. Be everything to us that, that nobody else has ever been. Be a friend to the friendless, a mother 
to the motherless, a father to the fatherless. Wrap us in your arms and hold us tight. Keep us close to you. And God, we declare your glory, we declare your honor, and we declare your praise. Now God, hide this your servant behind the cross. Strip me down and build me back up in your image and in your likeness. So that your word comes across without prejudice from me. But your word comes across to deliver those that need delivering. To set the captives free. To break away shackles. To break free from bondage. Build me and shape me and mold me in your way, O oh God. Now, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. You are my joy and my peace. You are my hope, my kindness. You are my everything. And in return, God, I give you all the honor and all the praise. And it is in your son Jesus' name, the name that is above all others, Jesus' name. Where you said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So we lift you up on this day. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let the church say amen. Amen, amen. And if you have your Bibles, let's make our Bible declaration. And we're going to get into some word. Lift it up and repeat after me. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let me hear you shout it. In Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. 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 As you take your seats. Hug somebody, tell somebody it's word time. It's word time here at Liberty Christian Church International. For those of you that have joined us via Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, however you may be watching us through the website, we are so happy and honored that you came to be a part of our ministry today. And as you heard Deaconess Tansy this morning, if there's anything that we can do for you, feel free to reach out. I want you to know that right now, and, I'm, and, and, and this is something that I just started last week. Right now, if you are in need of prayer, anytime during this service, I want you to reach out to us right then and right there. 
You can reach us at 301-887-5259, extension 103, extension 103. If nobody answers right then, leave a message and we'll get right back to you. But we are in a place and in a, a, a position and in a posture and in a mindset where we're dealing with deliverance. Somebody say deliverance. And we're dealing with this subject and this topic, as you can see in, your, in the upper right-hand corner, of being, of evicting some things out of our life. Somebody say evicted. Evicted. We started this series last week, and it was a powerful time because we dealt with emotional eviction. Emotional eviction. And even before I get there, I want to read our two foundational scriptures for you on today. Our two foundational scriptures for you on today. And our first one, it comes from uh, uh, it, it comes from Mark, the sixth chapter and the 13th verse. Mark, the sixth chapter and the 13th verse. And it reads as this. And they were casting out many demons and were anointing with oil many sick people and healing them. I'm reading these from the New American Standard Bible. I'm reading these from the New American Standard Bible if you want to follow along or mark it in your Bible. And also, if you turn over to Mark the 16th chapter, looking at the 17th verse, and the Bible says this, these signs will accompany those who have believed, if you can underline that in your Bible, these signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Uh, 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 once again, it says these signs will accompany those who have believed. And in my name, they will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. So, so for a moment this morning, I really want to talk to you and deal with you and preach to you and teach to you from this subject evicted. Somebody say evicted. If you got somebody next to you, please uh, invite them in to watch this because this is going to be a powerful day today in the Lord. This is going to be a powerful opportunity that we get to get free of some things in our life. Get free of some mindsets today. Get free like last week of some emotional things. Getting free of some ba uh, baggage that has gone and been carried on with us for two long. So once again, I want to define what the word evicted means for everybody. This word evicted, it simply means this right now, to expel someone from a property, especially with the support of the law. It's a verb. It's an action word. It means it takes, it takes movement. It takes something to evict something out of your life. Once again, to expel someone from a from a property, excuse me, especially with the support of the law. Last week, I told you that, that I don't believe that Webster or whoever came up with the definition of evicted understood just what they were saying to the believers, to those who believe in Jesus Christ, those who have a relationship with Christ. Because at the end of this, it gives us a prophetic understanding of just what Christ did in our life. He came so that he can evict 
evict someone who is it the enemy of our souls from a property what is that property our internal being our nature our body who we are as men and women of God that's the property that's the housing place of the Holy Spirit so when the Holy Spirit came in to live and dwell within us it had to expel something from us it had to expel someone that had been taking up residence for in our life and what did he have to use to do that he had to use his own word he had to use what he said about you that you were fearfully and wonderfully made that you were made in his image and in his likeness that you were made for good works that you are his child we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus and so this was the support of the law that it took to evict the enemy out of our life but how many people can declare that I haven't always used the word to get rid of some things going on? Last week, we dealt with emotions. Last week, we dealt with some things going on in our life. And how many of you can be truthful this morning and say that you've been holding on to some mental things in your life? You've been holding on for these things for way too long, and they have carried their weight on you. You've you've held on to, to some mental um some mentality, some some mental thoughts about who you are and, and what you're capable of that's been weighing you down in life. You've been allowing your mentality to take residence and not pay a single dime towards your advancement. You've allowed mentalities that have been passed down from generation to generation to take residence and hold you in bondage. A lot of times the mentality that we walk around with a lot of times has not contributed to anything positive about us. Because generally, most of the mentality that we hear, the, the mentality that we see comes from all of the negativity that we've seen and digested in our life. But you still carried them. You still allowed this mentality to create a state of being in your life. And somebody needs to know right now, today is your opportunity to evict those old mentalities out of your life. Somebody declared that I'm evicting some things out of my life. Now, we also learned that this word evicted was synonymous with being delivered. So what is deliverance? Let's define deliverance real quick. It's the action of being recused or set free. The action of being recused or set free. In Greek, this word is called ekbalo. Somebody say ekbalo. And what does that Greek word mean? It means to cast out, to drive out, to expel and to eject this Greek word that they came up with for deliverance means to cast something out if we go back to what uh, evicted meant it meant this to expel someone from a property the same thing that deliverance does it casts out it drives out it expels and it ejects somebody declare it's time to evict some things out of our life. So last week when we dealt with this and we talked about this, I'm giving you a quick overview. When we looked at the areas of deliverance that we had to deal with in our life, the first and 
uh, foremost thing was our emotions, our emotional state of being, our emotional understanding that we've been holding on, the emotion of hurt, the emotion of, self, uh, of a lot of things that we've just gravitated towards in our life. We've allowed our emotions to live at the forefront of us, and sometimes these emotions have caused us detriment in our life. Anger is an emotion. Love is an emotion. It's a state of being, but it also has an emotional state. A uh, 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 hurt is an emotion. So a lot of times the areas of deliverance that we need need to start with our emotion or our emotional state of being, our emotional understanding. Our emotional capacity to love one another. Our emotional capacity to realize that our self-worth is great. And why did I start with emotions? Because if we can deal effectively with our emotions, I believe that we can deal with something today. The, the, the thing that we're going to talk about today, the thing that we're going to dive into today, because emotions are driven and push our mentality because evicting some things out of our mental capacity evicting some things out of our mental nature evicting some things out of, uh, uh, of what we think about ourselves and changing our direction and rebranding and rethinking is part of this process of deliverance there are four areas that we're going to deal with in this series and I told you that we started out emotionally so today we're going to deal with the, your mentality. And then we're going to continue on with spirituality, your spirit man, this person. And then we're going to close out this with your physical being, evicting some things that we got to get rid of in each one of these categories so that we can be the kingdom citizens that God has called us to be. Somebody declared that I'm a kingdom citizen. I'm, I'm ready to intake. I'm ready to begin this process. Now, last week, Pastor, it was it, it was an amazing time because we dealt with emotions and, and we had a lot of feedback about emotions and people were getting set free from emotional bondage and letting go of this emotional bondage that we have carried on in our life. So today, I really want you to grab hold of your mentality, your, your, your mental capacity, this thing that, that, that holds so much knowledge, that holds so much of how we function on a daily basis that I really want to deal with your mentality. What have you been holding in your mental psyche, in your mental capacity for way too long? For way too long. Why? Because as we get ready to get into this definition of, a ment of mentality, that I need you to realize and understand and accept this. I gave you two points. I gave you one point last week. I told you I'm a three-point preacher, but this, these points are going to come each week, and I'm going to talk about that point for today. So last week, our point was this. It's on your screen right now. And, and it says this, you don't have to feel like this anymore. And that's how we dealt with our emotions. But this week, I want to step a little bit further. 
and, and for this, this mental eviction, I need you to get this. It may sound simple and easy, but I need you to grab hold of it. That you don't have to think like this anymore. Somebody, somebody tell your neighbor right now that I don't have to think the way that I've been thinking anymore. I don't have to feel like I felt over these last 30, 40, 20, 15, 19, whatever amount of years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, I don't have to think the way that I've been thinking. I can be set free and think the way that God has, uh, has mandated and required of, required of me. So we're going to challenge you today. I'm going to challenge you with the word of God. I'm going to challenge you in your mind so that you can get free of this mindset that you've been living in. Too many of us have gravitated towards what does not prosper us. And I gave you scripture last week when we talked about the Bible says that I pray that you prosper so as your soul prospers my soul man that 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 three part of who i am i'm created in a physical form i have a spirit but i also have a soul and this soul is is operating and and god said i pray that you prosper so as your soul prospers and when your soul prospers in the things in the will of god then your your physical man will prosper as well so now i need you to know this and i need you to repeat this to yourself that i don't have to think like this anymore somebody turn to your neighbor tell your neighbor if you don't want to hear tell your neighbor you don't have to think like this anymore oh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for some of you all today because I know many of you have been living in this bondage of your mind you've been living in this bondage that surrounded your situation and it made your mentality shift from being a, a, a mindset of that I could do all things who, through Christ who strengthens me to being at a place of saying I'm dealing with I'm fine with status quo Be, but you need to know right now that you do not serve a God that is required you to stay in status quo. Oh, I, I need somebody to know that you are set free on today. I need somebody to know that the Bible declares that whom the Son sets free is truly free indeed. That's one of the things that we say here at Liberty. That's one of the principles we stand on. And also where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So you are set free from this mindset, from this understanding that you are better, that you were created better, that you were created for good works, that you were created in His image and in His life that you are above and not beneath, that you're the lender and not the borrower, that you have greatness all around you and surrounding you. And because you have greatness all around you, the God that you serve said, I'm here and standing here waiting for you to realize just the power that you possess. Somebody declare it's time to evict. It's, it, it's time to evict. So I want to define for you this morning. This word, uh, this word mentality, what is a mentality? And it's amazing when I saw this and, and so that you can understand this, I want you to see it. A mentality is defined as the attitude of mind or way of thinking of a person or a group. 
That's real easy. It's defined as the attitude of mind or way of thinking of a person or a group. But so so I need you to understand. So the way you think, the way I think defines our mentality about oneself and it creates an attitude of either good or bad. Oh, uh, that, that, that might sound easy, but I, I need you to hear that again. So the way I think, not the way others think about you, but the way that you think defines your mentality. It defines, uh, 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 it defines your mentality about yourself. And it defines and it creates an attitude. Oh, we... We always use attitude as a negative thing. Oh, she got an attitude. Oh, he walking around here with an attitude. But your attitude is simply based off of the mentality that you're dealing or the mentality of who you are, the mentality of what you think about oneself. So you can't have a good attitude. You can't have a positive attitude. You can't have a great attitude, but you also can have a negative attitude. You can have a bad attitude. And even dealing with my kids, I need the kids to know right now that your attitude, your attitude defines how people look at you. Your attitude defines some of the accomplishments, whether you succeed or fail at these accomplishments. Oh, somebody turn to their kid and say, you got to get a better attitude. You 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 gotta act a little better. You 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 gotta you gotta see the world as better. Yes, I know everything that goes on in the world. Yes, I see the news every day. Yes, I know that we're dealing with social issues and social injustice and uh, race issues and racial injustice. I know that we deal with these things, but I need somebody who's willing to declare that if I serve an awesome God, if I'm created in His image and His likeness. That means I can do all things because his word declares that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So somebody needs to begin to encourage your child that you can be the next president, that you can be a doctor, that you can be a lawyer, that you can come out of the funk that you're in right now, that you can come out of the environment that you were raised in, that you can come out of the situations that's been presented around you. But if you Think about how God uh, created you. If you think about the things that God called you into, I need you to understand that you're better than who you've been. Somebody declare, I'm thinking a little better today. I'm going to think a little bit better because I got to get rid of some negative thinking that I've accepted and adopted in my life. And just in saying that, let me ask you this. What are some of the negative things that you've been thinking about in your life or, or that you've been thinking about yourself? See, see, when we're talking about negativity or we're talking about the adverse situations, not, not just the good situations, because I love it when I see young black men or young black women or young Asian men and young Asian women or even young white women and young black women or young black uh, or young white men or whatever race and nationality you are living according to what God said you should be and not being stuck in the dogmatic systems of this world but what are some some of the negative things I'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to deal with some negativity thing, negative things today so that we can get set free and delivered out of this mindset. So where are we going at with this? Somebody say, let's go, Pastor. Let's, let, let, let's jump into this. I'm ready to see and, and, and examine myself about my thinking. So Pastor did this did this study, and, and I'm not talking really trying to be in third person, but, but I did this study and did this survey this week where I surveyed about seven people, and in those seven people, I simply asked them to send me five things they thought about themselves. Five things, not, not 10, not 20, but just simply five things that they wanted to get rid of out of their mental five things. And to my surprise, most of these things, no matter the economic status, most of these things, no matter the age, most of these things, no matter what they look like, most of these things resembled and had the same five components all together. And, and when I did it, I, I even asked myself, how do you feel about yourself? What is it that you, that, that, that you feel like is wrong with you? What is it that you feel like is right with you? What is it that you think about yourself? Because this world has trained us so, in so many different ways to only see and, and deal with or only embrace the negative about our life. Yeah, this world, this, this place where the, the, the ruler of this world said, I came to kill, steal, and destroy. The ruler of this world who says that I go around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. This, the ruler of this world who wants nothing good for you has set a, and allowed some things to be defined or said about you that you have taken on and embraced as your mentality. So let's look at some categories today. Somebody say, he's teaching today. He, he's teaching today. I told you I love to teach. So I want you to see this. What is your mentality about yourself? Out of these categories, and I told you it was about five, so I put a couple of extra in here so that you can see it. And the first one that I saw, and the first most prevalent one, was this negative self-image or worth. Wow. Because let anybody tell you that once you come into the kingdom of God, you should never have a negative self-image or worth about you. But there are many people that are struggling with and need deliverance from a negative self-image. That doesn't mean that you don't look good. But what you see about yourself, what your mental thought is about yourself is from a negative self-image standpoint. For some, they might be too skinny. For some, they might be too big. For some, they might, uh, their hands might be too small. For some, it, it, could be, uh, it could be just about anything. My hair is too short. My hair doesn't grow enough. My skin complexion is not the right tone. It can be so many things that we deal with when we're talking about a negative self-image. Uh, we see so many images portrayed on the TV of what you should look like, about what you should use for your skin. Your skin should look like this. Your, your body type should be like this. That when your body does not fit 
or conform to what the world is saying that it develops a negative self-image. It can be even so that what your parents told you about you or when you were coming up as a child, you might have been too dark skinned and you got talked about. You might have been too light skinned and you got talked about. Everybody else in your family might have looked one way, but you looked different so you got talked about just for chance you may not have the same mother or the same father as your siblings so you don't look like them and you've heard it for constantly over and over again about your value about how you look and they may have done it in joking fashion but it created a negative self-image about who you are uh, if pastor can be transparent for a moment when I was in the 12th grade living in Baltimore I had a football injury and and you've heard me talk more and more about this but I've had a gap in my tooth since I since a football injury and then an in, uh, injury when I was playing for a band and 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 the band got into an altercation and I got hit by a microphone pole so I have had this negative self image about the spacing in between my teeth this is me being transparent to you so it gave me a negative self image and worth about myself yeah, people can tell you all day long that that oh that don't worry about that that's not that that doesn't look bad. But when you talk about when I'm talking or thinking about myself, then I see what has happened. I know what it was before. I know the image I enjoyed before. But now because something has shifted and something has changed, now I have to deal with that and people don't understand the negative component that is associated with it. But today, pastor is getting set free and I'm evicting some things about it. I told you, I like to be very transparent with you. I like to be very uh, uh, embracive with you so I can talk about myself so that you can get the deliverance that you need. Somebody understand that deliverance, it, 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 you got to see it. You got to see a change from it. So negative self-image or worth about who you are. Number uh, letter B is simply this guilt from past behavior, guilt from your past behavior. Yeah, all of us wasn't perfect. All of us didn't do everything right. All of us didn't live right. All of us haven't always had a silver spoon in our mouth. All of us haven't always quoted scripture when we got into an argument. All of us haven't done all these things that 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 the super saved and sanctified believe that they do. But but there are some people who have some guilt that they've been holding on to that has been dealing with their mental from their past behavior. Yeah, and I'm going to be real. You could be talking about from being an abuser. You could be talking about from being a drinker. You could be talking about from being absent in your children's life. You could be talking about some mistakes that you made that got you locked up. You could be thinking about a whole lot of other things, but because of the guilt that you've been holding on to, it's been dealing with or affecting your mental stability. It's been dealing and affecting this mental component in your life. But I'm here to tell you right now, your past is behind you. 
your past is back there. The, the, the greatest, one of the greatest apostles said, forgetting those things which are behind me, I press towards the mark of my high calling. How many people are ready to press right now? How many people are ready to say, yeah, my past is my past and I'm going to let it go right now. I got to evict my past mentality and the guilt that I've established and set up in my own mind so that I can get free from my past. I can get free from what happened in my past. I can't change my past, but I can move forward according to what God has called me to. So I got to get free from the guilt of my past behavior. For some, it's bitterness and unforgiveness that you have with others. Bitterness and unforgiveness that you've had with others. Yeah, pastor, they did this to me. Yeah, I did. I, it, it's happened in my life. And because I, I, I've been hurt so many times, I'm, I'm bitter. I, I don't know how to forgive, pastor. I don't. So I keep this mindset in my head that, that nobody means any good for me. So whenever somebody comes new into my life, I shun them away. I run them away. When people from my past or my family and everything want to get close to me, I, I, I keep them separate because I don't know how to live. I, I, I don't know how to be in this life. I don't know how to really get past this mentality that I have of being bitter. Yes, I, I, I went through some things as a child. Yes, I went through some things as an adult. Yes, I, I, some people did some things to me. And, and, and I don't know how to let go of this mentality. I don't know how to get rid of it. And God is simply saying, when you give it all to me, I, I can make your life brand new. But, but I need that area of your life in your mental component, in your mental instability. I need you to open up the doors to your mind and let me in. Somebody declare, God, let I'm letting you in, God. I'm letting you in, God. I, I, I don't want to be unforgiving. I don't want to walk around like this. I don't want to act like this. I don't want to be bitter, God, but I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to not let anybody else step on me. I don't know how to get through this thing, God. So I keep my guards up and I'm always in a position and in a defensive position. But God, if you said you're my God, if you said that you would always be here with me, if you said you would never leave me nor forsake me, if you said it, God, I'm, 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 I'm willing to give it over to you. I don't know how it's going to happen and I'm scared that it's going to happen, but I'm willing to give it all over to you. How many people can declare, God, I want to give it over to you and I'm ready to surrender. And I'm ready to evict the bitterness out of my life. I'm ready to evict the unforgiveness. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with something on this morning. I don't know who I'm talking to, but someone has been dealing with fear of success and fear of failure. You, you won't try. You won't step out. You won't be what God called you to be because you've been living in this spirit of fear. Fear. The Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. And yes, I know the love component is there, but I hear when he said power and a sound mind, power and a sound mind, my power that I work 
because of you. Uh, my power that I possess because of your blood shed on Calvary's cross. My power that I possess because you died for me and then got about the grave. It gives me a, a stable mind and a sound mind. So God, I need to deal with this component of fear. God, I'm fear of success because of who's going to look at me. Who's going to expect more from me? Who's going to tell me that, 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 that I wasted time doing everything else? So I'm scared to step out on success. People have told me my dreams and my visions were crazy. People have told me uh, 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 that, that, that the things that, that, that you should, that, that you dream about at night, that dream book that you have, how are you going to try that? All you're going to do is fail. A lot of you have been dealing with that same mentality. A lot of you have been dealing with these issues and, and the things that are going on in your life. You're fearful of stepping out. You're fearful of being what he's called you to be. For some others, it's depression. Here, the mental illness of depression and we're not going to sugarcoat dealing with and talking about depression. Depression is serious. Depression is a spirit and it also deals with a mental component in your mind. It also deals with chemical imbalance in your mind, in your brain. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and act like that, that, that there aren't some people who suffer from depression and need mental help. Yeah, I know the church has always seemed to be taboo about mental health and therapy and stuff like that. I trust God. I need you to know that you trust God. And I'm getting ahead of myself right now. And those that are dealing with depression, you pray constantly. I'm telling you that God created the hand of the therapist. God created the mind of the therapist. God created the mind of those that can help you through your issues. So stop thinking that you cannot get help for depression. Yes, you can pray and we trust and believe God to heal you, but you can talk to somebody. Do not let depression take you out of here. Do not let your, your status in life take you out of here because you're depressed and you don't want to let somebody know what you're going through. Who am I dealing with this morning? Yes, you've been depressed and you've been walking around smiling. Yes, you've been depressed and you've been walking around laughing yes you've been depressed and your body seemed to, to function on the outside the right way but the internal makeup on the inside of you has been depressed and you're simply saying God I need help God I need you God I need somebody nobody understands what I'm dealing with and God said now surrender to me and I'm going to send you the help that you need somebody declare I'm free I'm free from the bondage of depression I'm gonna get help for my depression I'm gonna get help for this mindset also those that deal with the poverty mentality that you're 
that you feel like you're always going to be broke in your life, that you feel like that you have to spend every dime that you got to to get something. And, And this poverty mindset has caused you a lot of hurt because you've not learned how to save. You've not learned how to be successful with your money. And and so now we're dealing with these things and also this 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 mindset of being a disappointment disappointment to your family disappointment to your parents disappointment to your co-workers disappointment to your family disappointment to your spouse disappointment to your children yes you may have done things that were disappointing but you are never a disappointment i need somebody to look at your neighbor somebody declare somebody need to text somebody right now facebook this post do something and tell somebody that you may have disappointed somebody but you are not a disappointment I need somebody to come out of that mindset right now. You are not a disappointment. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're created in his image and in his likeness. You're created to be who God called you to be. And yes, you've made some mistakes. Yes, you failed at some things. Yes, you've gone through some things in your life. But you are not a disappointment. You've just disappointed in some things that you've done. But you are not a disappointment. You're chosen by God. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You are are a child of God so you can recover from disappointing people because God said no greater love than a man can give than to lay down his life for his son and if he lay down his life for his friend and if God sent his son to die for you I need you to know that you'll never be a disappointment you'll never be a disappointment but now I need you to get hold of this What's the, what's the verses of all of this? We talked about all the negative stuff. We talked about all the things that are negative in our mentality. But what is it that God says about you? How are you supposed to think according to God's word? And Philippians 4 and 8 says this. Finally, brethren. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, is there anything excellent? Is there any, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. This is not Pastor Thomas telling you that, but this is what the word of God said. He said, finally, brethren, this was the apostle Paul talking to the church at Philippi. He said, finally, brethren, I'm, I'm going parenthetically and put my own, my, my, my own little twist to this. Finally, brethren, stop thinking on negative self-image or worth, but believe whatever is true. That you are his child. That you're fearfully and wonderfully made. That you're beautiful in all that you do. Uh, Think on these things. He said, uh, no matter what, finally, brethren, whatever is honorable, that's not the guilt from your past behavior, whatever is honorable. You woke up this morning and you got dressed for work and you tried. Whatever is honorable, you, you, you came out of that situation. Whatever is honorable, you, you've done it. Finally, brethren, stop thinking about the guilt from your past and think on whatever is honorable. 
whatever. Finally, brother, stop thinking about the bitterness and unforgiveness that you've operated in. But instead, we're going to think about whatever is right. Bitterness is not right. Love is right. So instead of me being bitter, I'm, I'm going to think on love. I'm going to think on, on kindness. I'm going to think on forgiveness. Why? Because he said, finally, brethren, whatever is right, bitterness and unforgiveness, we know is not right. So, so we're going to think on these things that are right. Whatever, finally, brethren, Stop thinking about fear, success, or failure, and think about whatever is pure. Because if my intentions are pure, if my intentions are in the will of God, if my intentions are right, if my intentions are honorable, whatever it is, if my intentions are true, I'm going to be successful. And, I'll, and, and no matter how other things people think and look at me no matter how other people think of you if your intentions are pure if your intentions are right if your intentions are lovely if your intentions uh, create a good repute about you stop worrying about your past about fear of success and failure stop worrying about all these other things whatever is lovely whatever is pure Dwell on these things is what the Apostle Paul said. Dwell on these things. And if anything is worthy of praise, you came out of your depression. You came out of that poverty mentality. You came out of being a disappointment. He said, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, Dwell on these things. Dwell on these things. Who am I talking to right now? Dwell on these things. Why? Because Proverbs 23 and 7 says simply this. For as he thinks within himself, so is he. I, I need you to grab hold of this right now. Who has, uh, 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 I, I need you to really understand um, that, that, that who you are has to be matured by the thought of who God called you, be, called you to be. Oh my God, I'm coming down your street right now. For as he thinks within himself, so is he. So I got to change the way I think. I got to evict some negative things out of my life. I got to evict some negative things out of my mind. And now I got to go back and think on the things that he called me he said what in that scripture he said whatever is whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is of good report if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise dwell on these things so these are the things that i gotta think of because for who i uh, for, for for as he thinks within himself so is he. See, who you are has to be matured by the thought of who God called you to be. Who you are has to be built on what God's word tells you about yourself. That you're above and not beneath. That you are the lender and not the borrower. That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. See, who you are has always been God's priority. You just need to realize it for yourself. Oh, I just told somebody something. Who you are, what has already been on God's agenda, you just got to 
buy into who God called you to be because he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He called you his child. He called you adopted in the beloved. He said that you're an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. He said that you're a kid, a citizen of the kingdom. You just got to buy into it. Why? Because he declares simply this. He who has begun a good working, you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And if he started a good working, you, I'm here to declare to you, Kevin. I'm here to declare to you, Deaconess Tazzy. I'm here to declare to you, Sheree. I'm here to declare to you right now that he who has begun a good working, you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And if you're still breathing and if you're still standing, he is still perfecting you he is still completing the work in you you gotta let go of your past you gotta let go of your old self-esteem issues you gotta let go of it it's time to evict some things somebody say I'm time to evict somebody declare I gotta evict some things out of my life it's time to evict some things Victoria it's time to evict some things Antoine it's time to evict some things Veronica it's time to evict some things Diamond oh I'm coming down somebody's street. It's time to evict who you used to be uh, Pastor Lewis. It's time to evict what you used to do and who you used to be because he who has begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Somebody declare I'm a good work. I I'm a good work. I I'm a good work. My past is behind me so I'm a good work. My past is over. I'm a good work. My situations are destined to change even in the midst of them because I'm a good work my problems have an expiration date but my mental capacity I'm giving over to God because I'm a good work I'm, I'm here to tell you that you are a good work that you are who God called you to be and because he called you out of darkness and into marvelous light I dare you to begin to worship I dare you to begin to declare that I am a good work I am created in his image in his likeness and I'm created for good works I'm created for good works I need somebody who's dealing with depression to tell your depression I'm going to battle you depression and I'm go not going to lose I'm going to get the help I need I'm going to trust Jesus through the process but I know that I'm good works I need somebody to declare that and somebody to worship like never before I'm good with you God I'm I'm your good work I'm I'm created I'm your masterpiece you you formed and you shaped me in your likeness you formed and created me I need somebody to begin to open up your mouth and declare that I am the good works I am the good works I am the good works of the Lord I am the good works. I need you to prophetically declare that over your life that I am the good works. I don't care where you are right now but open your mouth and begin to declare I am the good works. I am the good works. I am the good works. My mind is the good works. My heart is the good works. My body is the good works of the Lord. My spirit is the good works of the Lord and if you are the good works somebody stand to your feet and begin to open up your mouth lift your hands up and begin to give a praise right now God I don't know what's been going on in my life but I believe that I'm the good works I don't know why I go through so much but I believe that I'm 
the good works and greater is he that's in me than my situation. Somebody say it's time to evict my bad mentality. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Why? Because you don't have to live like this. You don't have to live like this. You don't have to think like this. Evict some things out of your life. Evict some things out of your mind. Last week you evicted some emotions. But today I need you to evict some things out of your life. Evict some things out of your life. Hallelujah. 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 Open up your mouth and begin to evict some things out of your life. Lord, I thank you for your love of me. Lord, I thank you for your love of me. Lord, I thank you for your love of me. Lord, I thank you for your care of me. Lord, Jesus, right now I put my trust in you, oh God. My mind has been playing tricks on me. My mind has constantly told me what I'm incapable of being. But right now, Lord, I put my trust in you. Father, I repent of all my sins in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I come to you for deliverance. Set me free from the, de from the demonic powers that have controlled my mind. Father, in the name of Jesus, I call upon the angels of war to war on behalf of your people, oh God. To deliver them from false mindsets. To deliver them from false understanding. To deliver them from false persecution. To deliver them from their troubled past. From low self-esteem. From self-worth issues. God, deliver them. Take the hand of the enemy. And break it right now in the name of Jesus. I declare to you, God. That you have set us free. Set us free by the blood of Jesus. Set us free as we dip our minds into the blood. The blood that reaches from the highest mountain that flows through the lowest valley. The blood that gives us strength from day to day. Deliver us from it. Deliver us from the demons of our own mind and our own thoughts and our troubled past. Forgetting those things which are behind me. We press towards the mark of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. Forgetting those things. God, give us a spirit to forget the hurt, the anger, the bitterness, the unforgiveness. Give us a spirit to come out. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Right now at this moment. Right now at this moment. Let us pray for you. Right now on your screen you see 301-887-5259. Don't wait. Call right now. Standing by waiting for you. To pray with you. To reach out to you. To hug you. To spiritually cover you. That's who God has called us to be. And because he's called us to be it. We want to share this experience with you. If you don't know who Christ is, call that number right now and we'll explain how to give your life to Christ. If you've backslidden, call that number right now. If you're broken, if you're hurt, if you need deliverance, I encourage you to call that number right now. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you are needing a church home, a need, in need of a church home, Liberty would love to have you. We would love to grow with you. We would love to minister to you. We would love to just get connected with you. If you can't call, right now, our phone lines are open 24-7. If you can't get anybody, we'll get back in contact with you. Leave a message. But today is your day to evict some things out of your life. Don't wait. Stop thinking of whether this is for you or not. If you're here right now, if you're listening right now, this is for you. We thank you, God, for all that you've done, for all that you're doing. Now, God, be to us what we cannot be to ourselves. We worship you. We magnify your name. We bless your holy name. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Let's give God a true hand clap of praise on this morning. Amen. 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 This is what the Spirit of God does. He comes into the atmosphere of your life and he shifts and he changes some things. And because he shifts and changes some things, we want you to know that we're here to walk this journey with you. We're not just going to preach and leave you to somebody else. Scripture teaches us that some plant some water, but it is God that gives the increase. But we want to be here to walk with you each step of the way. I love you with the love of God. I need you to know that I love you with the love of God. And as we close out our service today, know that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Also, I need you to get Get, get connected with us. We really want you to get connected with us. I know I'd be remiss if I did not do our tithing and offering appeals. But I really want you to know that God is 
so in love with you that he keeps trying to get you to hear his word and submit to his word. Yeah, it's going to cause your life to change in some ways. But he said, I'm here to walk with you every step of the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This has been an awesome service, awesome worship time, awesome worship experience. And now if you want to give to if you want to give here at Liberty, the Bible declares that we are a tithing church. We are a giving church. The Bible says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, that if I would not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there should not be room enough to receive it. The tithe is the, is, belongs to God. We know that the Bible talked about tithing of, your, of the food, of the produce, of your overflow. We also know that it's your time, your talents, your gifts, your resources, your income, all things belong to God. We know that. But we're asking you to make a, to become a financial contributor to Liberty Christian Church International. We are embarking on some major things. We are doing some major things and beginning some major projects in the community. And we're just asking you to give into Liberty. Last week, I told you that our cash app was down and it wasn't acting right. So we have a new cash app. And our new cash app is Liberty Church MD. Liberty Church MD. If you can find it on cash app, uh, you will see our church logo. You will see our church name. It's the business one that has the business block beside the business tower beside it. You can also give by text giving at the bottom of your screen. You'll see where uh, where we have our text giving uh, number at. Or also you can go to our website, lccimd.org backslash give. Um, if you have our church app, you can give that way, too. Um, Giving is just a small percentage of what we're asking. We want you to partner with us. We want you to walk this journey. If God has called you into ministry, if God has called you into avenues to serve, and you've just been like, God, where do I serve at? Where can I go that's going to be genuine? Where can I go that's going to spiritually build me up? There are plenty of churches, but Liberty would love to have you. I will never condemn any churches. There are plenty of churches that you can serve at. But Liberty would love to have you. So that's my appeal to you. And as we close out, I'm going to close this out with prayer and we're going to be gone and on our way and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time of worship. We thank you for this time of impartation, God. Now, God, the same heart that we came in to, uh, to hear from your word, hear of your word, God, let us go and serve your people, God. Serve the masses. Letting them know those things that you have brought to our remembrance. You said, go into the world and make disciples of all men, teaching them those things that we have seen and heard. So, God, we ask right now that the power of the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. God, back to our homes, making sure they're in a safe place, God. Back to our families, making sure they're in a better place than when we left. We thank you, God. We believe you, we trust you, and we honor you. You are our strength and you are our redeemer. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And as always, live on purpose, live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Be blessed, go in peace, and have a wonderful evening.